multiple targets. Devastating carnage. Tonight is more destruction coming. The Nexus are coming home to NXT. Are the WWE pros in jeopardy? Are the NXT rookies in peril? What do they want? Who are they after? The Nexus come home to NXT tonight. The future is now. Welcome back to another edition of Mortal Kombat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Half K NXT. Your boy, Nando O'Neill. Ooh, you already know who it is. It's your boy, Larry the Axe. Nothing but facts smell good because I spray the axe. Axe spray? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you think Miguel Lacuti uses axe spray? Mm. Maybe his grandfather. Ah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he invented it. And they stole it? Yeah. Dang. That's, you know, it's a wrestling thing. Like, you know, when people make up their moves and then you see it and they steal it and use it and it's like they made it up, but they didn't. Yeah. Dang. That would be, be pretty messed up. And if uh, you think of all the royalties that come along with that, you know? <laughs> hey, you know what? I wonder if that's possible. I wonder. I do need to look into the whole trademarking thing because there was a thing where Shark Boy sued the movie uh, Lava Girl and Shark Boy, and he actually won, and that's why he doesn't wrestle anymore because he's just living off the royalties from that. But I don't know how that works because normally I thought that would only work if someone else used the word Shark Boy in another wrestling company. But I, I don't know how that works. Where if, if what type of uh, trademark he had filed under that name, if it's just globally around anything entertainment wise or whatever. But I guess so because if he did that, it, it worked, you know. Maybe it's like the same thing with uh like the WWF and the WWF, right? Yeah. So I think how that worked where it was the World Wildlife Fund suing the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. To where they had to change their name so they wouldn't get confused together. But I'm thinking, did like how was he reaping on the benefits of that? Was it just like, hey, we're gonna pay you a settlement, here's a whole bunch of money, or does he get paid from like royalties as if like that's his name i think he got paid out out of court so i think you're right where they probably you know the studio kept making their money off of the movie Mm -hmm. but they probably paid him really well just to kind of yeah like like a settlement like i think um diamond dollars page sued jay-z and them oh for the the little diamond logo thing yeah um i don't know if he won but i know he tried and i know they the wwe tried to sue the game uh-huh. for oh. his name too for Triple H, and I think they won uh-huh. to where he had to change. He had to just dropped the the. Oh, so really? He had to be known as Game after that. Huh? I never yeah. knew that. Like I think it, it might have had. I don't know if it had a duration on how long it was supposed to go, but I do remember seeing that somewhere that he was only supposed to be referred to as Game. I think maybe on his album covers mm-hmm. now it just says Game, but you know when people refer to him verbally it's like you could still say it verbally but Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. 
But when it comes to any visual or or text wise, it's just game. At that I point. think so. I'm not sure. Let me see what Spotify has to say. Yeah. It might have been a thing, too, where maybe it still shows up under the game for mm. before the lawsuit, just because of, uh, you know, contracts with with music companies and every and labels and stuff mm. like that. But maybe you're right. Maybe going forward after that settlement, they had to just go by a game at that point. Yeah, something like that. It, like, I think maybe for a little bit, he was only able to be called. uh like he had to be called game for a little bit and mm. then then it went back to because i know like under like i'm seeing now like his current album cover they all say the game the game mm-hmm. but i'm wondering if at any point they're just gonna say like game yeah yeah like, yeah Whoa, what the heck yeah huh that's who knows yeah <laughs> all that stuff is weird to me i definitely am not a guru when it comes to anything legal related but yeah it it's pretty interesting how all those things kind of work out and you know why different companies just can just have like a basic name like apple and there's a different apple for a different industry industry you know what i mean yeah you know what i'm saying like how many skynets are there yeah there? <laughs> probably a million yeah <laughs> awesome well in case of uh we'll give you coming some background with this episode or i should say with the filming of this episode we're in the um a collaboration with grow canvas girl of course where you know myself and Larry and our other friend Andrew are kind of working shows from time to time. So if there's uh, a little bit of less coverage with this, it's just because we are kind of uh, multitasking is the word mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> so unfortunately, I don't have as many facts or had the time to kind of dig into the facts that I wanted to as previous episodes. So hopefully you'll bear with us, but we'll um, we'll definitely catch up to speed in future episodes. But uh, yeah, we can uh, just kind of dive into episode 21. So with this, traditionally, this would have been episode 21. But this is episode on July 13th, 2010. And yeah, we'll just call it episode 21 just to kind of uh, go off of our formatting here. And of course, we're watching it on the WWE Network. It comes from the Freedom Hall in Louisville, Kentucky. You know what's weird is I tried researching this because... I don't know if you've seen that banner in that arena where it just says uh, Louisville, Kentucky, that white sign that's more on the right side of the camera. Mm -mm. I thought it was the Gund Arena. I don't know why, but I know that place has shut down or got renamed, but I thought it was the same place. But apparently it's not. But I don't know if it's a thing in in Kentucky where they just have that same kind of white because that white banner always seemed very iconic to me when we watched Raws and Smackdowns back in the days. But yeah, apparently it's a different arena and and maybe uh, in Kentucky, they just kind of have that same sign there or something. You know, the South is different. Mm-hmm. Like they're very proud of yeah, yeah, yeah. where they're from. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was just there in yeah. an arena like that. Yeah. Represent their city. So it's pretty cool because it does kind of give it that distinctive. Oh, yeah. I, this arena does kind of stand out versus all the other arenas that look pretty much the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. So just having that white banner there on the on the right side really just makes it kind of pop there. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Cool. So we start off the episode with a Nexus promo, which was uh, pretty cool. They kind of uh, made a big deal compared to the the previous episode where we mentioned where they kind of snuck in there that it was the return of the Nexus at the very last minute mm-hmm. where, you know, if you were watching this live, you had no clue that that was going to happen next week. And I believe it was just like Michael Cole and Josh that kind of just mentioned it at the very last second. Mm-hmm. 
during uh, the closer of, of last week's episode. But yeah, they kind of made up for it with this video package where they got the movie voice guy and everything. It was really good, you know, but I'll say this. I would have appreciated it more if the Return of the Nexus video just kind of came by itself. And then we go to Striker in the Ring. Mm, that's a good Versus point. going Return of the Nexus video. And you get this like real kind of amped up yeah, yeah. atmosphere that you just kind of built. And then going into Wild and Young. Mm -hmm. It just... The turnaround would have been much better. It could have been a little bit more seamless and set the tone a little differently. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Because going into it, you would think... And they've done it, I think, in uh, another episode in season one where they did that, where they had a video package. And then it just went straight into the episode. Mm -hmm. I think it probably was the Carlito ones when they kind of uh, removed them from the intro but didn't want to just play the intro. So, yeah, I think it would have done pretty well there where they show this and kind of get that dark, serious tone into the episode. And they kind of do kick it off that way when Michael Cole kicks off the show because they they still don't know why the Nexus are there. Yeah, and it would have been just like, you know, you just kind of kept that same tone from not having the wild and young intro and it would have rolled right in there. Mm -hmm. And then it would have gave him a chance to edit the intro and exclude Titus O'Neil. Mm, yeah, so, that's true. You know, I, actually, yeah, I, I should recap that now where as of this episode, we no longer have the hype time players. Yeah. Unfortunately, Titus O'Neil is the only one that's been eliminated so far out of the original eight rookies for season two. So, yeah, I believe two weeks from now is where we'll have the next uh, poll elimination. But so far, mm -hmm. Titus is the only one. It's kind of weird because I guess, you know. Zack Ryder still gets an opinion, even mm -hmm. though his dude ain't there. So it it's kind of cool. I I do like that aspect, but it it does uh, kind of make him just an extra body out there. I, mm -hmm. I would say, but it does help. I, I'm not quite sure how many more matches he'll have throughout the season, but at least they have him around in case if they need to do another pro versus rookie match or something true, like that. True, true, yeah, or like the multi man, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we start off the show with both Ashley and Stryker. So I'm I was kind of surprised to see Ashley back. I thought they kind of just ran the experiment with her a couple of weeks ago because she hasn't been back since I believe two or three episodes ago. Hmm. So it was kind of it was surprising to see her back, you know, at that point. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but did you have this issue with your stream where the the sync was kind of out of sync, where the lips and the the audio were kind of uh, not. I had that when I was watching a current episode of NXT oh, last week. It uh -huh. was way off. Like oh, the okay. sound effects and everything was, uh, it was latent. So it was yeah. coming way after the action was actually happening. So I haven't had those issues since. Mm -hmm. But that was about around the time the, uh, the update kind of first hit. Yeah, yeah. I just had performance issues the mm. first week, so I didn't even try. But yeah, this week when I was trying to watch this episode, right off the bat, the the audio sync was way, was way off because when Ashley was talking, it was literally where she was talking first and then the, the video kind of like was catching up at that mm, point. So okay. it kind of threw me off the whole episode. But since most of it is just in-ring action, then, you know, that doesn't really matter. But whenever there was any promos in-ring, then, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was weird. a little awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So at that point, they introduce all the pros to the stage 
And it was kind of cool because we'll get to this more later on in the episode, but Mark Henry and the Miz have some beef going on. And that's kind of cool that even though they're just doing the introductions there, they're, they're keeping that story going between the Miz and Mark Henry. And after that, then we get the intro of the Nexus. So just to kind of do a, a visual layout, it's the same thing where the, the pros are on one side of the stage in their chairs, and then they have another set of chairs on the opposite side of the stage, and that's where the Nexus kind of walk out. It was like a Nexus panel yeah, versus a pros <laughs> panel. And then you have like... Uh, <laughs> man, it's just like, whoa, Like, why does the Nexus just want to sit there and talk? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it felt like... With all the cons that we're going through, that was like the perfect layout for those, you know? <laughs> Straight up, man. It's like, I oh, mean, we got the Nexus panel to sign the autograph of four, and then the pros will be up at two. <laughs> pros tickets are double the price of Nexus yeah, tickets. Yeah. You can get two Nexus tickets for one. <laughs> you got all the the, the Polaroids ready. You got the <laughs> get your Polaroids. You can take selfies, but we have to take them. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> Going back to the the shows that we are working on this year, I saw the prices for Stone Cold Steve Austin from the Silicon Valley one that we went to. Dude, the starting off one just to take either a photo or signature, not even combined, I think is at one hundred and twenty five dollars. Just just for either a photo with him or just an autograph. And I think it's, of course, more when you get the combo, which is pretty crazy because that was definitely not the price i paid when i when you know when we were younger for sure hell no i don't remember what we was paying i know it was expensive back in the day oh yeah yeah but yeah. i mean it wasn't that low there's no way in hell my sister would have took me and my brother to the mall to see the rock yeah if taking that picture was a hundred bucks each. no no I, I wouldn't even i'd be like you know what we're going home it's all right <laughs> i remember that day, day too because i was near the end when the rock was about to leave Man. and i was right at the end of the line and thankfully you know he still because at that point it wasn't it wasn't organized as well this was at our uh at our local mall mm-hmm. southland mall and I was it was pretty much a line system where if you were able to get them, you give them the money and then you take it. It wasn't as as organized as now where there's either, you know, pre-orders or a guaranteed list. Back then, it was just whatever time he had for that mm. two hour uh, session that he had was all you were going to get. So I was literally there. And at the very last minute, they were kind of i think the security uh, of his or th- of the um of the mall was telling him okay we kind of have to wrap it up but at the very end i was just went up there and i told him like oh if i can get it because I, I bought the the eight by eight by eleven mm-hmm. and then yeah he just kind of rapidly just asked my name and just signed it and i still have it i i need to you know dig for it maybe i'll, I'll look for it and, and take a photo of it but bro i ain't even got my picture with the rock no more man well, I, I don't got that one i don't got my picture with the uh with major gun oh yeah, yeah i yeah. ain't got my picture with uh <laughs> i seen another uh nitro girl and i think i seen fire yeah at that one time i used to run it to everybody at south <laughs> yeah yeah because i i remember that too and for the rock i i'm pretty sure it was just an autograph for like 20 bucks or something like that yeah it was something like that but it was man you know what if your autograph was like 20 bucks i know like we got a picture yeah yeah yeah. and that i could have swore in my mind it was like 25 bucks each for me and my brother yeah 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 man. it's insane yeah imagine that now with the rock, that would easily be like, man, you wouldn't even be able to do that with the rock. You yeah, have to, like do it at the arena. Yeah, it would probably be when he's a little bit older, maybe in his fifties or sixties, when he's just doing the 
the con run when he's uh, you know when he's slowing down in his career mm-hmm. but even then yeah it'll be just probably the same if, if not like at 200 or 300 you know oh yeah no hell no <laughs> i'll be damned yeah i'm cool yeah i'd <laughs> We already went through the heyday of cheap pictures. With <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, anyway, going back to it, I, I'm pretty sure we we could see a Stu Bennett <laughs> straight up at any of these cons now. So. Man, I'm trying to see like Ashley Valance at the mall. Oh right? yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, look, what are you doing here? When you take a picture? Yeah. <laughs> Quick conversation, walk away. Yeah. At this point, they kind of do a uh, a pan across all the Nexus members, and they all have like their mean mugs going on, except our boy Heath Slater. Slater <laughs> He's just looking super cool and out collected. there, looking all handsome, and you tried to fix it and look tough, but it didn't work. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you caught that too, because everyone else was really putting their mean mug face, and then they just show Slater. And he's like, like some of them, you could see him trying to fight back that smile, but not Slater. He just rolled with it. He said, "Boom! This is my shot right here." Yeah, I'm not mad about nothing. We're here making a statement. Yeah, and <laughs> it paid off because we're talking about it ten years later. So. Straight up, and now it's like it makes more sense just knowing. Knowing where the trajectory of his character just yeah. went, it's like, oh, you would be the one to do that right then and there. <laughs> Slater Gator, baby. So good. <laughs> so Barry gets on the mic and he says that, of course, you only know, noticed that there's six of us. And or I should I think that was Cole actually who said that mm. and uh said that you know Young was out because <laughs> he was destroyed by John Cena the the night before. Mm. So there's only six of them tonight. And uh, yeah, Barrett gets on the mic and says that they're happy to be home Mm -hmm. and they're looking they're actually looking forward to seeing the season two rookies in action, which was kind of cool because he's kind of playing up and kind of hinting that they might do something similar to what they had done from season one. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like that aspect where he said or he was telling the the pros and he kind of labeled the pros as the enemies here. I just want to say it's a real privilege to be here tonight. I mean, what better way to celebrate last night's victory over John Cena than to make a triumphant return to the show that gave us all our start. To the NXT Season 2 rookies, we'd like to wish you all the best. We're very much looking forward to seeing you in action tonight. And to the WWE pros, I really hope you're not planning on instigating any trouble tonight because we just want to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you. In my mind, it's kind of like, you remember back in the day when WCW was afraid that everybody was going to join the NWO? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now these fools come back with their black shirts and their ends, and they're like, yo, so uh, we just want to see these new rookies, see what they're going to do, and, you know... We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're going to branch out and have Nexus 2 or Nexus Wolfpack. (laughs) (laughs) So it would be Nexus black and yellow and Nexus. Mm, Nexus, uh, I don't know, like black and dark, dark yellow. (laughs) The main color has to be like yellow. So maybe like, I don't know. (laughs) Red and yellow. Yeah, red and yellow. I mean, this season does kind of have more of a red reddish orange color in the intro so yeah that definitely works i think it just like it could still be black you just tend it tend it down and be like a kind of golden yellow yeah 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> next pack <laughs> next pack. 
Next back house. <laughs> That's actually like husky. <laughs> husky and Titus. <laughs> you know, the CFOs would do some dumb shit like yeah. that anyway. I buy it. <laughs> We're just giving you money here, guys. Come on. Come on, man. This is free game. Man. Soak it up. <laughs> so at this point, they do kind of showcase what, what's going on between The Miz and Mark Henry. So they had a match last night on Raw. And afterwards, Miz attacks him with a bin of garbage, pretty much. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> and just throws it on him after the their matchup. And that's where, where the, the beef is coming from here. And yeah, Mark Henry kind of comes down with Henry during, or I should say, Henry kind of comes down with Lucky during their their entrance. And yeah, they keep the story going where Henry is still furious about that. And I really liked it because they, they're kind of doing the same thing of just telling that story through their body language. And, and Mark Henry, you know, has really good expressions and facials to kind of, uh, you know, tell that story at that point. Yeah, I found like this match was pretty cool. It was interesting just seeing and understanding how a veteran like Mark Henry works. Yeah, yeah. With, you know, being the bigger man that he's not supposed to go out there and do all that bumping and stuff. So mm-hmm. his his physicality and his personality really has to shine through. You have to see it in his facial expressions. He has to look massive and mm-hmm. strong and stuff like that. So when you actually take him down, it looks like you did something. Yeah. So. No, exactly what I was thinking, too. Because when even when they start off this match that... Henry really wants to go up against the Miz, but he starts off with Riley and he keeps calling him out and calling him out and just doing all these simple things just to kind of garner that that heat, so to speak, for the Miz. Mm-hmm. So and the crowd is eating it up pretty much during the whole, this whole match. So I really like that. And yeah, so Henry starts off and shoves Riley into the uh, into the corner. And yeah, the crowd is super hot be- between either the storyline that they're telling or just Mark Henry's kind of uh expressions by by doing that shove and yeah the uh the miz kind of motivates riley on the outside and cole describes it as tough love so it was kind of cool because they kind of keep that story going between the miz and alex riley as well where they're they're buddy buddy but miz is taking the um the mentorship and coach role a little bit more serious compared to season one yeah you can even see it in the beginning of the match it was like uh Mark Henry, I think well, Mark Henry came in first. Yeah. And then um Riley was in first and he was like, get uh get Miz in there. He said, No, yeah, you yeah. gotta go through me first. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was really good. And they play it up even more when Henry grabs Riley's hand and wants him to tag out to the Miz. Mm-hmm. And that was really good because, you know, obviously he doesn't do it. And then once uh Henry tags out to Lucky, then the Miz gets even more heat by saying, like, mm-hmm. oh, tag me in, tag yeah, me that's in. How, that's how you do that. That's um when you're that's like good NPC work right there. Mm-hmm. When like, <laughs> you're not the legal man, but you always have to be moving because there's somebody's eyes that are looking at you. Yeah. No, really good heel work by the Miz. And of, of course that's why he's probably going to go down, it, at least in my opinion, as probably one of the best heels of all time, you know? For sure, within this entire era yeah, of yeah. even going back. I mean, I you know it stretches over, like, I guess, technically two eras. Yeah. Would you he's say he's been, like, a PG slash... What is his current era? Yeah. Whatever you call the reality era or whatever you want to call that. Yeah. So he's been... We're, yeah, a couple generations back thinking about what this is, so... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and when you kind of compare it to other guys, like the great heels like DiBiase and and Mr. Perfect and all those really good heels, they've only had one era to kind of stretch through. So when you mm-hmm. really think about it, The Miz has, how you mentioned, has gone through at least two or three eras now. Mm-hmm. And really just being super, you know, super... Not, I'm trying to think of the right word. Super con- consistent? Yeah, yep, definitely consistent. Yeah, 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 He's yeah. a very consistent wrestler. He... His style is safe. Yeah. His mic work is superb. I wouldn't say that The Miz can't wrestle. Mm-hmm. He just... The Miz just is unathletic. Yeah. He can wrestle. Yeah. His body movements are just... Una- He's just an unathletic dude. And that's no knock against him because I'm not saying that he can't be a wrestler, but you could be a wrestler and not be athletic. Mm-hmm. It, you look at the great Kylie. So for what the Miz does, he's, you know, he's good. Like he uses springboard moves now, but yeah. so I like the Miz. Man. Yeah. It took me a while to get there, but I think it was just once he stopped wearing those shorts and he started looking like a wrestler more, I just started to take the Miz more seriously. Exactly. Yeah. I think you had to establish the look first. And I think it's when he, Kind of crossed over and had that one gimmick on Raw when he had the Canadian mask on, mm. and that's when he finally went into the the whole trunks mode. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good point. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So after that, then yeah, Riley or I should say Riley goes out to the outside, and then Lucky jumps over the top rope to the outside, and I didn't really understand what he was trying to do until they played the replay, but Lucky lands right into the stairs on the outside, mm. face first. But it looked kind of weird when you just watch it live mm-hmm. because you think he did it by accident and landed there. But when they actually showed the replay, Alex Riley had moved back a little bit and kind of slightly pushed him into the steps. Mm-hmm. So it made more sense once I actually watched mm-hmm. the replay. And I got you. Yeah, it was a good spot. It, it definitely made Riley look a little bit stronger and Lucky did sell it like it. he really injured himself there. So nice. it, okay. it was a good spot overall. Then Josh kind of makes fun of Cole because I guess this was when Cole was actually included into the WWE signature, his voice finally. Because mm-hmm. I think previously it was JR that was still included into the signature. Nice. So Josh kind of makes fun of him saying like, oh, now you think you're Mr. Big Shot because he's kind of talking over Josh a lot more often. So I, I did enjoy that kind of that horseplay between the two guys there. It didn't take away from the match either. It just, they did it during the, uh, the down points of the match. So that's good. That's the type of uh, banter you want to, to have on the down points, give it some, something to keep your attention yeah. still there. That way you're not taking your eyes away from the match. Cause at least you're listening to something. Yeah. Because when I was kind of taking notes, I remember hearing that and it made me laugh. And when I looked up, yeah, I think they were either just recovering from a move or something. So I was like, okay, that's perfect nice. that, that they're just providing color at that point. And yeah, in the closing sequence, then Lucky hits a really nice power slam reversal and Riley tags out to the Miz. The Miz tries to stop, you know, tries to step Lucky at first, but then Lucky is able to, to shrug him off and then gets the hot tag to Henry. And yeah, at that point, that's when the crowd literally explodes because they've been wanting that that hot tag and especially to see Henry get his hands finally on the Miz mm-hmm. finally get the reward of that conflict. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Miz, I, I, or I should say Henry does do a gorilla press and gets more offense in. And at that point, then he kind of tags out to Riley and then Henry just grabs Riley and literally just puts him into the, the world's strongest slam for the victory. I love the world's strongest. It's slam. so good, right? It's just, it's the most simple, just 
falling front power slam, but you know, since he's so heavy, yeah, yeah, the whole ring and everything just goes crazy when they all hit the mat. Yeah, so it's just it's great. It's like you just said, it's super simple, but when you just see it, especially even me, I still was wild by it. I can't even imagine through the eyes of like a five or ten year old, you know, mm-hmm. like how massive that move looks like. Because he can do it on anybody. You don't have to be picked up for too long. Yeah. It's like you can hit it from anywhere. All he has, all you have to do is jump in his arms. And it's like, oh, man, yeah, he's yeah. got you. It's like, what if you, what if you want to do a backbreaker? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going down, baby. <laughs> oh, the threat's there. Yeah. One day, I, one day I wish he had done uh, a fake, you know, a fake out and actually just did a, a Scott Hall's uh, fall away slam. That, way. <laughs> that would have been. He should have did like or like the uh, the repeated backbreakers. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a fall away. Like, ooh, yeah. nope, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> ooh, Mark Henry teasing that world's strongest slam. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I would say I, I like this match and, and gave it a pretty good, pretty good score. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, I think what they did here is they told an old school classic heel being a, a cowardly heel story and, and getting that payoff at the end. And not only that, a payoff, but it was a slight payoff because he got it only on his rookie and not on the Miz himself. So re- really well done. Yeah, afterwards, then there is a uh, post-match thing where Henry or Henry grabs a garbage bin of his own <laughs> and tosses it to uh lucky cannon and Riley's still in the ring, of course. And Miz is just watching all this on the stage or on the ramp, I mm-hmm. should say. And yeah, Henry just kind of throws all the garbage on Riley and kind of, you know, just continuing that story. Cause I guess they're going to be in the money in the bank uh, pay-per-view this Sunday. So really good job overall of not only, telling that story for the match but also building towards the pay-per-view at that point trash love it <laughs> I, I love how in wrestling um when you get hit by those type of objects you kind of almost have to fake a little bit of pain like oh no the trash is on me oh, oh yeah yeah. <laughs> i mean you can easily just kind of cover your face wait for it to stop get up move but yeah, yeah it's like oh no you're dumping this garbage oh it's paper no yeah yeah i hate paper <laughs> And it's it's literally like the cleanest garbage that you've ever yeah, seen. You know what I'm saying? Like you see how easily they swept it away afterwards. Like, All right, good. Get ready for the next segment. Yeah. <laughs> so overall, really good job. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have the Alex Riley Pro review package. Alex Riley. Alex Riley. He's that cute athletic guy, right? Yeah, he's the cute one. Yeah. Alex Riley, I think, is very. Definitely very confident. He is a listener. He is a talent. He is great on the microphone. He is athletic. He is smart. He is cocky. He is arrogant. I think Alex Riley needs to get over the fact that he was cool in high school. Ten years ago, I was stuffing you nerds in lockers and stealing your lunch money. I think it is tough to tell at this time who the WWE next breakout star is. Actually, no, it's not. The next WWE breakout star will be Alex Riley. Uh, my favorite one, I don't know if you caught this one, was Ryder. Ryder was saying, like, you know, Alex Riley really needs to get over the fact that he's still, that he was cool in high school. So No, yeah, Cody Rhodes <laughs> was saying that stuff, too. He's like, what? Hold on, man. We're still. <laughs> yeah, so I appreciated that. I, I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? You are. Because he did say, like, 10 years ago in high mm-hmm. school, I was stuffing you nerds in lockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody cares about that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grown-ass man. <laughs> So I like that he called him out. The only thing I was kind of confused by was Cody says that 
He looks like he's playing a character, but he would prefer him to be a character. I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. <laughs> I think it was the phrasing that he said it. No, I get it. Um, So it's it'd be the difference between, say, just incredible being the Portuguese man of war mm. and Dustin being gold dust. Mm. Like he is gold dust. He played the man. Okay, of war. I get it. I get it. Now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Make that either make either embody the character, like make the character, make the character make you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's basically trying to say, but less eloquent. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense now. That's the that was kind of the explanation I needed at that point. There we go. <laughs> I knew I would get it because I got it when he said it. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, how am I going to explain this? Yeah, right yeah. Now? Yep. I, I'm I'm gonna give you a five for that explanation. No if, problem, man. If we can give ourselves scores, we I'm giving you a five already. <laughs> you know, uh, I do this. This is what I do for work, man. You give me things, and I make it digestible for other people, baby. Was, you know. Nice. <laughs> I I I thank you, sir. <laughs> Not a problem, man. My services are everywhere. <laughs> After that, K fame all the time, man. Half K, half K. That's the Come whole on, point, baby. That's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> it extends into life too. Man. I can't, I can't lie to you here and say that I know everything that they're telling me. I need, I need some clarification it's from time good, to time. Man. You know, sometimes Fernando's probably really going to notice all the bugs on your website. And yeah, if you. <laughs> I just have a question here, here once or twice. So, you know, you know come on, help us out, baby. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so uh, kind of a recap is that last week we first of all, they show a graphic that they're going to have Percy Watson's Showtime Percy Watson <laughs> show later tonight. And to kind of give you listeners a recap. Last week, they had the talk to talk challenge and the winner of that contest, we get to host their own talk show. And Percy Watson won last week, so he's going to host his own show later on tonight. So we go into commercial break and we kind of recap the Money in the Bank lineup for this Sunday. They, I, I forget that this is also the first <laughs> Money in the Bank pay-per-view in general. So they, they, Oh, this was the first one? So they, they, of course they've had Money in the Bank matches. But, but those the, were the WrestleMania ones? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. no. And yeah. this was the one that had the most people too, huh? Yeah, yeah. And this is the one that Jack Swagger won? Yes. <laughs> Man, the worst people always win the biggest things. Yeah, like, yeah. Alberto Del Rio wins 40-man ever Royal Rumble. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... And they kind of book themselves into a corner because, they, of course, they want to highlight those matches. But then they get c- guys who are no longer with the company or they burn bridges with. Yeah. So, yeah and then yeah. it's like, oh, man, let's think about the first ever money in the bank. Yeah. Pay-per-view. Mm, never mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's only talk about the most recent one if he's still here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I forgot that in this matchup they had or I should say. In the main event for that pay-per-view. I won't get into the details because we'll cover it on next week's episode. But they advertised Cena versus Sheamus in a steel cage match. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because they correlate to the Nexus storyline since that's involving Cena. Mm. So the reason why they have a steel cage match is because they want to keep the Nexus. Keep the Nexus yeah. out. Keep those beasts yeah. <laughs> out of sight. Keep those pit bulls on the chain. <laughs> exactly. So, kind of, again, we'll recap the Raw Rebound, which is, of course, the the weekly Nexus update, because that is the main storyline. That's all we care about for these anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, it was Cena versus the Nexus in a six-on-one handicap match. <laughs> and uh, Justin Gabriel had picked up the win with a 450. Post-match, 
Cena tries to defend himself by grabbing a chair and kind of fighting him off. And then out of nowhere, you know, because at this point I wasn't familiar what what the storyline was on the main roster. But yeah, Cena actually gets joined by Sheamus, his opponent on Sunday, and they both kind of fend off the Nexus at that point. So kind of intriguing. I at this point, I didn't know if Sheamus was uh, heel or face, but. From his actions, he looked pretty face-ish to I me. I love it because I don't remember none of this stuff either. So yeah. it's like, oh, man, what are you, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrestling without context is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and But, yeah, the only reason why we cover it is because the Nexus is there. But, yeah, it's kind of cool that they kind of have their own separate storylines because none of the Cena stuff is carrying over into these episodes mm-hmm. of, of, the, Not at uh, all. of NXT. So pretty cool. I, I liked it. And yeah, we go to commercial break. And when we come back, we get not only this is probably my only fun fact of the episode because I didn't have time to research it, but we get our first talk show on NXT. And you would have thought it would have been by someone who had an existing talk show, but it's Percy Watson. Mm -hmm. Showtime, baby. Yeah. So I liked it. The graphic was very simple to introduce it. And I liked the stock music. It was very generic but Percy Watson is yeah but it fit him I guess (laughs) and yeah they uh it's officially called the Showtime Percy Watson show and it looks literally like the VIP lounge without the velvet rope that uh MVP had but I I think even MVP stopped using that too where it's just the couches now Mm -hmm. yeah man you know VIP lounges have evolved so is MVP yeah (laughs) so he uh yeah he actually says that his guest for this episode is mvp himself and you know what that means i'm coming i'm coming <laughs> i'm gonna keep inserting that sound clip every episode that we have and and probably going into the future too because that will never grow old to me <laughs> well, that was this first thing i thought of was just like oh man i'm coming <laughs> so good <laughs> I'll, I'll never get tired of it <laughs> and uh, so to kind of kick it off, they kind of are joking around and Percy wasn't even asked him if he can borrow $20, which is kind of random. <laughs> and yeah, so MVP says that he's kind of praising Percy, saying that he's proud of him because he does kind of listen to everything and actually uses the advice that not only MVP tells him, but the rest of the pros. And uh, so it looks like they're getting along. They're very buddy buddy here. And then Percy Watson kind of, I don't know, or just says like in, in a very serious tone, he was like, so you know how you always mention that, you know, I should seize the moment and make the most of, out of any opportunity. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, of course, Playboy, you know. And then he was like, well, I'm going to do that right now. And But like, let's <laughs> think about the scenario. Okay. Mind you, we still have our panels of pros and nexus sitting on the stage <laughs> So right. Percy Watson's like, hey, you know what? We got something. You know, I'm going to seize my opportunity right now. Yeah. And calls out the rest of the rookies who will all take their time. Yeah. Sweetest time <laughs> walking down the ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the Nexus panel, through the pro panel. Yeah. Take their time getting in the ring pretty much one by one. MVP's just standing there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Percy Watson talks more about how he's going to seize his opportunity. But then wait. Hold on, MVP has to let him know that wherever he goes, he always rolls with backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just calls the pros who are just sitting on a stage <laughs> yeah, yeah. down the ramp. So it's like, come on, like did did, <laughs> did, did MVP know that this is gonna happen? <laughs> like did he... Like, come on, man. Like, did you did you Percy Watson, <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> 
calling your friends just to walk by everybody. You didn't want to have them stash in the crowd to just come out and beat him up. Like, rookie mistake, baby. I know. I I was thinking the exact same thing that you had just laid out, where MVP just, he didn't even get phased when he said it. <laughs> he just, he was like, well, literally my crew is right there. <laughs> right there, sitting there. So at most, y'all going to beat me up for a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's going down. So I guess... Let's just get it cracking. And they just walk. They walk. Yeah. They, even, they just, oh, man, they're walking over here. We ain't going to beat them up before they get here. Yeah. <laughs> so after <laughs> after that, then I'm 100% sure now. And I, I don't care what the record books say. They don't label them that way. But I'm really going to give Matt Stryker the official. I'm the first NXT GM mm-hmm. in, in, in the history of NXT because he literally comes out here and says, you know what? I really like this interaction that's going on right here. We're just going to go ahead and make this a battle royale. I'm like, okay, dude, you're a GM. You know what? He's not even saying like WWE management said to make this. Nope. He said, I'm going to make it. Yeah. Let's do it, baby. (laughs) But before that, Wade Barrett interrupts. I think you've all forgotten about the most important part, which is, of course, the Nexus. Now, unfortunately, Darren Young couldn't be with us tonight. But the six of us would love nothing more than to be involved in a battle royal because, of course, a battle royal gives us an opportunity to be in a match where it's every man for himself. And I promise you at the end of it all, there'll be one winner. And that winner will be the same winner from NXT Season 1. Me, Wade Barrett. So let's get it cracking. And the other guys are just like, hey, all right, that's yeah, what yeah. Do. <laughs> and then yeah, Striker makes the match official at that point. But it was kind of weird because of course Striker and the commentators make a big deal of it being every man for themselves. And we'll get into it later on into mm. the matchup itself. But yeah, we go to commercial break from there. And to kind of list it out, I uh, I have the long list here and, and bear with me. Mm-hmm. So the 20-man battle royale is the Nexus, which is David Otunga, Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, Michael Tarver, Skip Sheffield, and Wade Barrett. And they're going up against Alex Riley. Or I should say, this is technically everyone going up against each other at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is Alex Riley, Cody Rhodes, Eli Cottonwood, Husky Harris, John Morrison, Caval, Kofi Kingston, Lucky Cannon, Mark Henry, Michael McGillicuddy, MVP, Percy Watson, The Miz, and Zack Ryder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are the 20 men who they say it's a all, you know, every man for themselves kind of matchup. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. So let's remember this later. <laughs> and yeah, once the match starts, all the Nexus members pretty much get out of the ring underneath the rope. So they're not technically eliminated at that point. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, our, our boy Mark Henry is the first one eliminated by mm-hmm. Husky and a few of the other uh, the other rookies here. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, you kind of see a trend happening here because once they eliminate Henry, then the Nexus who are on the outside start beating him down pretty much. Yeah, man, it's kind of like you remember back in the day when you play wrestling games. And then uh, you got down to the last four people. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, (laughs) whoever got thrown out, you would just be lurking, waiting. Yeah. And whoever got thrown out next, you beat the crap out of them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then, sorry, you got two people out there. And then the next person to get knocked out, you beat the crap out of them. Every person that got knocked out, the Nexus would just beat the crap out mm-hmm. of them. So. Yeah, they, they kept this going, and I'll, I'll kind of mention the elimination. So Eli got eliminated, then MVP, and then Lucky Cannon, and then uh, 
at that point. Then that's when the Nexus was uh, trying to attack MVP after he got eliminated. But then he got kind of defended by John Morrison at first and then some of the other pros that kind of went same thing. They went underneath or through the middle rope to not get eliminated. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of went to commercial break at that point. So when they came back, then that's when officially the Nexus got into the the match officially. And at that point, David Otunga had eliminated Percy Watson afterwards and Wade Barrett eliminated Michael McGillicuddy. At that point, then the Nexus kind of regroups once they kind of notice that the other remaining pros and rookies are starting to team up themselves. And I had here our boy Husky Harris was the only one that actually was man enough to to go up to him and face off against the Nexus mm -hmm. before he got eliminated. But at least Husky was the the first one to just kind of attempt to go after him. You know, hey man, that's Southern born corn fed big. You know, that's man right there. <laughs> Husky Harris man. Yeah. And uh, low key, uh, not Caval. <laughs> but I mean, low key, I mean quietly, secretly. Nice. Good save. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, it's it's right a there, it's an audio podcast, so we, yeah. we kind of have to make sure. It's like, like oh, low key, he's gonna hit him with the ghetto stomp. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Undercoverly, low key wise, they kind of take Alex Riley out of the match because I don't know if you caught this, but he was fighting. I think someone in the corner and then all of a sudden he was just bleeding in the back of his head. Oh, all right. Yeah. So he was just like started bleeding. And then I don't know, or I think it was John, uh, John Cone and some of the other referees that just kind of pulled him aside, you know, half K wise. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of took him out. And then you kind of saw it at the bottom of the screen where it was just a gush of blood, just like dripping down his neck. Wow. And it was, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you the, the video clip afterwards, but it was really random. So I don't know what caused it because he was literally just, in the corner attacking someone. I don't know if it was uh, Cody Rhodes or something. But then afterwards, you just started seeing the blood a little bit. And then when they were taking him out of the ring, it was literally just like gushing out. I got my money on Caval. Oh, you think so? Yep. Yeah. I that, mean, they're that, supposed to be on the same side, I guess. But I got my money on Caval somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, they. I think he's technically just taking out of the match because at this point, since they were in the PG era, they didn't want any type of blood at all. Mm. So I'm pretty sure he was going to get el eliminated no matter what. But they just kind of secretly just tucked them away. And so, nice. like yeah, so the veteran move would have been to have somebody throw him out hella quick. Yeah, yeah, throw yeah. me out, man. Yeah, but but they were probably just like, oh, blood. Just get, oh, him, just, no. get, just, get just get him out. Like mm. they, they were really, really strict at this point. They're, they're, mm. they're not like today where they kind of. Let if it, it happens, it happens. If he bleeds, if he bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to, I'll just insert a montage of, of blood quotes here <laughs> from, from Predator. And, uh, <laughs> Let's do it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. At this point, then, the pros also, because at this point, all the rookies have been eliminated and the remaining pros kind of regroup themselves. And uh, Ryder is the only one that... Uh, is is the first one to kind of step up and tries to go up against the nexus mm -hmm. and then out of nowhere the miz just eliminates him yep and uh the miz is kind of like betraying his uh his fellow pros and walks up and you know tries to make a try to plead his case get a little truce going yeah 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 his valiant effort was for not yeah so. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. yeah at that point then the nexus don't attack him but they kind of scare him off and uh, the Miz just eliminates himself by jumping over the top rope. Classic heel move, right he, there. Dude, he was on the Miz is probably 
sorry mvp but he's the real mvp of this episode <laughs> mm. and uh yeah just kind of stole the show with the match earlier and 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 this matchup itself mm. i didn't even realize it but yeah the miz and uh mvp kind of pulled double duty on this uh Oh, that's right. Or, uh, or I should say Mark Henry. Mark Henry and the and the Miz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I just thought about that now. Yeah, so at that point, then the rest of the pros kind of start going down one by one and getting eliminated by the Nexus. It was pretty funny because they attacked all the other ones, but except Cody Rhodes because he was trying to avoid them the rest of the mm-hmm. match until uh, the very end. I had here that. At the end, it was literally just the Nexus going up against Cody Rhodes. And I wouldn't be surprised if WWE starts using this clip more often as they get closer and closer to the uh, AEW debut on on TNT. (laughs) Where they just start randomly playing this episode of uh, Cody Rhodes getting beat up by the Nexus. (laughs) That would be petty. Yeah, it would be very petty, but I wouldn't wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, at that point, they beat up Cody Rhodes for a bit and... uh, Skip is the one that eliminates him. And then here's the confusing part. After that, Jamie Keyes just kind of announces the Nexus overall has won this match. That's right. So I uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who booked this, but it was kind of weird because they kind of had been telling us the whole time that it's every man for themselves. You know what? That just reminded me of why I had the thing scored the way I had it scored written. <laughs> <laughs> you... you uh, I, 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 I kind of made the case back for yeah, you. Yeah, man, you made that case. And I was like, oh, man, he's right. That tag team match was hella good. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, so we, we bumped it up still a little. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But we had to go back with some realism. No, no. I I think that will reflect in the scoring in a bit for me, too, because I really like the tag match. Mm-hmm. But this Battle Royale, like I said, there was nothing wrong with the pacing of it and the eliminations. But just the the concept of why all of a sudden then not only that, but it also kind of not only was I disappointed because of just the confusing like way they went about declaring the winner. But it also for me trying to keep stat tracking <laughs> for this uh, for these episodes, it kind of threw me off because now I have to kind of give all six of them a, a win technically. Mm. So it kind of throws my stats out the window a little bit, too, and makes it a little Damn bit harder. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So that's just me. <laughs> but yeah, post-match, then they kind of kind of how you said from the video games where all the lying bodies that are still around ringside, they kind of just re, you know, regroup them and put them back in the ring. And then they kind of hit all their finishers on all the, the pros that are yeah, still. Yeah, it was like, hey, yeah, throw them back in the ring. Throw them back in the ring. I got a special. <laughs> I still have a special. I still idea. got a special I didn't use. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Hell yeah. It's like, I haven't hit mine today. <laughs> Go ahead. So after this, then uh, Matt Stryker actually gets in the ring and says that, you know, <laughs> he was kind of ballsy here. He was saying that, you know, uh, you know, why are you, are you guys doing this? Barrett kind of surprised me, too. He said, like, you know, Stryker, I never really had a problem with you, which kind of threw me off because I know. He interrupted Barrett a lot during season one. So I'm actually surprised that he doesn't. Nice have, guy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Barrett's a, yeah. If no wonder he's the leader. Cause yeah, pretty fair leader there. Yeah. So he tells him that, you know, I never had an issue with you, but you should back off now before things get dirty. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll probably play the whole clip here because Barrett cuts a really good promo here. Yeah. No, I had that in my notes. I thought it was actually a really inspiring speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would have got me to join the Nexus with that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Matt Stryker. I've never had a problem with you before, but I'm not so sure that standing in this ring is the smartest thing you've ever done. 
So if I were you, I'd back up right now before things turn ugly. Ladies and gentlemen, season one of NXT. I've come back today as the Nexus and proved that we can make a difference here in WWE. Regardless of whether we were labeled rookies or not, what we're doing now is something that you can't understand because it's part of a much, much bigger picture. I'm proud of everything I've ever done in this ring. I'm proud of these men who stand beside me as the Nexus. Because one thing's for certain, you're either Nexus or you're against us. And then he ends it with my greatest, like, favorite phrase ever. You see either Nexus or against us. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's what made me like them. Yeah. No, Barrett oh. is uh, is solid. And, you know, unfortunately, we won't spoil it for anyone who's, you know, following us episodically. But I really wish they had done more with him. But I'm I'm glad that we're re-watching these episodes to kind of see him at his peak, you know? No, yeah, definitely. That dude was on, on top of the world for a hot minute without being on top of the world. Yeah. Did him kind of dirty, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, as I mentioned, unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to kind of provide more fun facts or firsts. But, yeah, like I had mentioned, this is the first time that they had a uh, talk show on NXT. And, yeah, I, I believe this may have been the first time other than the... Other, no, actually, I think this is the first time, too, that there has been talent that has been double booked. So with, you know, The Miz and Mark Henry. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool that they secretly pulled double duty with this. Uh, Could this we say that this is the largest amount of um, non-pro or rookie yes. combatants in a match, too? Yes, that, that is, uh, that's definitely a first because... Yeah, now the Nexus are no longer part of the Ross, the NXT roster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you're right. Good, good uh surprise fun fact there. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Wasn't even in my notes, player. <laughs> awesome. So I'll <laughs> I'll kick it off here with my uh overall scoring. So for commentary, yeah, I gave them a 3.5 because kind of like how I mentioned before, they Cole and Josh did a really good balance of uh Telling the overall story with the seriousness of the Nexus coming back and not knowing what they were going to do and, you know, providing commentary about the upcoming elimination. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that kind of banter I had mentioned earlier in the episode where they picked the right spots to kind of provide that color when the match was kind of in their kind of their lower points when, you know, there wasn't really much going Mm -hmm. on in the ring. So, yeah, I think they did a really good job overall. Matches, I... Kind of averaged out and just gave it a three because I really like that tag team match. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is the match of the episode for me. But the Battle Royale, yeah, I just, you know, overall, like, I think it was a well done one. But just the kind of confusing manner mm-hmm. of how they kind of ended it was kind of weird. So for production, yeah, I also gave it a 3.5 because these video packages are still really well done with the uh, the rookie and uh, I, I should say the pro review of the rookies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the opening segment video as well of just the Nexus kind of made it stand out and feel a little bit different. So I I appreciated it. And yeah, that kind of goes into my overall entertainment. I also gave it a 3.5 just because overall it was actually a really easy episode to watch. Mm -hmm. And the pacing was a little bit different because you had all those factors kind of come in with what what are the Nexus actually going to do? They're just kind of looming over 
everybody just sitting and watching the episode. So you don't know if they're actually going to do anything menacing or if they're just going to actually observe. So, yeah, I, I, I like the ep- episode overall. Nice. All right. So after some adjustments, mm-hmm. commentary, matches and production are all threes. Oh, OK. So commentary, it was pretty uh it was standard to me. Mm-hmm. So I went to three route matches. I'd say that tag team match was a four, but battle Royal was a two. Oh, okay. So if we aggregate right, those right. together, we get that at three. I think I was similar. Yeah. Yeah. Production. Um, so it was weird. Like I, I really liked that opening, uh, Nexus intro as well as the, um, like the flashbacks with Johnson, any of the oh, Nexus yeah, yeah. updates are all good. Mm hmm. So I really appreciated those, but I just couldn't get over the fact that you went intro after like Nexus video. So oh, yeah, yeah that yeah. gave I stayed with three mm-hmm. production. But overall for the episode, I went four. Oh, nice. Because I love beatdowns and promos. <laughs> man. Like, That's true. You've you've mentioned it on I, other episodes. You know what? I can't front. I really like beatdowns and promos. If you could deliver me. Those two things, like that's that's you know that's all I remember from the NWO. It's mm-hmm. like beatdowns and promos. So I love that stuff, man. And you can make a case where because they did that, that's why they stood out compared to as much as I loved all the cruiserweight matches, only a handful you'll remember just because you know they they didn't stand out. But, yeah, but, like you remember who had good matches, yeah, but you don't remember the match exactly. Yeah. Like I remember. Plenty of beatdowns. Yeah. I, I remember rafters and like <laughs> baseball bats and couldn't nobody fight one dude. Park, parking lots and Mysterio being you know thrown. Yeah, the bullet thing. Yeah, and yeah. then like, you know, when they would just spray NW on people's like chess. Yeah. And then when they powerbomb Bischoff off the uh, yeah. stage. Come on, man. Yeah. I I totally understand the logic because, yeah, that's the thing that is going to stay with you, even though you'll have some five star classic matches. Unfortunately, sometimes those don't stay in your brain as much, you know? I remember some really good matches from WCW, like really good specific matches. Mm-hmm. But I remember more beatdowns yeah. <laughs> and promos for sure. Like I could, off the top of my head, I could think about that one. I could think of a few Scott Steiner. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Steiner promos. So beatdowns and promos are the secret to my heart for like show longevity. Yeah. And, uh, that was an entertaining episode to me because yeah. of that very instance. Yeah. Or those instances. Yeah. Plural. <laughs> awesome. We'll get into the next episode. And in the main event for next week, we have Lucky Cannon going up against Alex Riley. But secretly, the that's the match main event. But the main event for next week is the return of the obstacle course challenge. And I believe the same thing. The winner will also get immunity, mm-hmm. and and I believe the week after that we'll have the next polls. Uh, I should say the next poll elimination. So high stakes, so to speak. Nice. Yes. Awesome. So that will do it for us on this episode. I didn't have any real plugs, but I think you had a plug of your own here. I do. I just need to find it because I forgot. I forgot. Boom, I do got one. I would like to give a shout out to Black Guy Wrestling Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to them for the follow and the love. They, um, they've been supporting us a lot on our our Instagram as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to those guys. Shout, shout out to them for sure. 
they are labeled as the Four Horsemen of Podcasts. I'm all for it. They follow us. We follow them. Shout out. for shout out. What, what's their uh, handle again? It is Black Guy Wrestling Pod. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, check out check them out on uh, Instagram, and I believe they have other social media. But, yeah, shout out to them for sure. Mm-hmm. Game recognized game. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So that will do it for us on this episode. And, yeah. In case if uh, whatever, <laughs> if you just checked us out for the first time, thank you so much. But if you want to kind of catch up with us either for season two or season one, we'll have all the episodes available in our backlog on Spotify, Podbean and iTunes. So that will do it for Nando O'Neill and Larry Dax. Axe ax out. Mm-hmm. Axe out. Axe it in and axe it out. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Later. Later.